The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to talk about the new Denver Broncos cornerback, at least unofficially official, unofficial new cornerback for the Denver Broncos, A.J. Boye, and what the addition of Boye means for the Broncos secondary, what it means for Chris Harris Jr., what kind of player is Boye moving forward as the Denver Broncos look to shake up that secondary in a, again, unofficial, official, unofficial trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll discuss that today, and I say we... Because, of course, as always, on Wednesday, Zach Seegers joins me, of course, writer at MileHighSports.com, contributor to Broncos coverage, and, of course, a writer on the What's On Draft, uh, I guess, series, if you will, Zach, that um, is getting a lot of traction, obviously, lately because, well, the draft is all the rage, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm excited uh, putting out my... uh First post combine mock draft later mm-hmm. on this week. That'll be big. Make sure to check that out Very on cool. uh, MileHighSports.com. And uh, yeah, tons of draft coverage. You know, the combine really cl- uh, kicks it off, and now we're in a uh, in in the midst of it. Well, we're basically what uh, a month and a half away from from all this happening, so uh, should be very very cool. But of course, free agency is first, and that's where the Denver Broncos make a big move in AJ Boye. Now, of course, our podcast is presented by our friends over there at Tap fourteen nineteen twenty Blake Street. Just a hop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. Seventy Colorado beers on tap, and one hundred Colorado distilled spirits. Now, of course, this podcast presented by our friends at Tap fourteen with the great fair that they have up on the rooftop, and even in a chilly winter like we've had this year, well, that rooftop is heated. So go up, enjoy the fair over there at Tab 14, and check them out on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me, tab14.com. A.J. Boye, a Denver Bronco, the first initial thought from you is? It's a killer move. It's such a good move. Uh, You know, cornerback was a big, big hole on this team. Yes. I think uh, ensuring Drew Locke's success by adding offensive line talent and wide receiver talent was a bigger need, but cornerback was a bigger hole, if that makes sense. A I bigger mean, weakness, I a think, bigger that's weakness. the better way to put it. And exactly. then let's remind people, of course, the A.J. Boye deal, when you say a killer move, maybe a steal of oh, a move, because it was only done for a fourth-round pick. That fourth-round pick being the 137th pick overall, that was the San Francisco pick they acquired in the Emmanuel Sanders trade. It also should be noted that that fourth-round pick, basically at the end of the fourth round... And once you put in the compensatory picks, it's basically a fifth-round pick is really what it is. So quite the steal for Denver, it appears, for a guy who, uh, of course, started in Houston as an undrafted free agent, ended up moving to the Jaguars, signing that big deal, made the Pro Bowl as well as a second-team All-Pro in 2017. I, this looks like a great deal for Denver on the surface. An incredible move. I would say, you know, the best free agent uh, or veteran, I guess, the Broncos could have added at cornerback uh, before they made this trade was Byron Jones. Yes. You're getting a player uh, of that caliber, of Byron Jones's caliber, potentially even better. I think you could make that argument hmm. for much cheaper than Byron Jones is going to sign for. They're uh, similar in age, uh, similar in injury history. Uh, I'd say Bouye has a better track record thus far. Um, and, and Byron Jones is going to sign uh, four years, probably 
uh, 16 plus million. Yes. You get Bouye for two years and uh, uh, what, 15 million a year roughly over those and, two years? And that's the, that's the big thing is, look, a little bit cheaper and on top of that, younger. Uh, 28 years old right now, will be 29 once the season starts in August and six foot, about 190, 191, somewhere in that range, a guy who's going to be able to, I, I think this this move has a lot of Vance, or excuse me, not Vance, Joseph, uh, Vic Fangio fingerprints all over it because this is a guy that the Chicago Bears were hot after back in uh, 2017 when Fangio was the defensive coordinator there and is somebody who can play to his scheme very, very well. Oh, he's a perfect fit. You look at uh, him, one of the better run-defending cornerbacks in the Mm -hmm. league, uh, can blitz too if you need him to do that, and a bigger guy. That's what the Broncos really needed. You know, you've seen some talk about uh, maybe – putting Bryce Callahan outside once he's helping and, and, and putting uh, Chris Harris Jr. back in the slot. But Bryce Callahan's an even smaller corner than Chris Harris and and really a slot corner, uh, truthfully. So they needed to add not just cornerback talent, but outside cornerback talent. And uh, Bouye is even better than those we thought to be available. Outside of uh, trading up for Jeff Okuda, I can't imagine them uh, adding a better cornerback this offseason. And, and like we said already, the value, how, how cheap it was. They, they got that pick for half a season of Emmanuel Sanders. Who wouldn't trade half a season of Emmanuel Sanders, though he's a talented receiver, for two years of uh, A.J. Bouye? And, and let's not forget, too, that a third-round pick was involved in that deal, too. So yeah. we're still yet to finish out that full potential of that trade. But, of course, look, for A.J. Bouye, there's, there's a lot of talent there. But... He did have a, a hair of a down season, if, if that's a way to put it, I guess. Um, he, it wasn't the 2017 season that we saw for him this previous year where he had six interceptions, although I would argue that you can make a, a real contingent that, look, this is a big reason why Champ Bailey didn't have a lot of interceptions or Chris Harris Jr. didn't have a lot of interceptions. Uh, teams started to kind of shy away from Boye and what uh, that team was doing on defense and look, I, I, I was a big fan of that defensive secondary with Jalen Ramsey and what they were doing in Jacksonville. And I, I always looked at Boye as somebody who really stood out to me as good instincts, uh, some un, uh, what I like to call unteachable qualities, you know, uh, the good height, the instincts, but maybe even more so the recovery. This is something that has really stood out to me in watching a lot of film tape is this is a guy who recovers very, very well. And look, being tall, long arms, somebody who can uh, really get up there and, and bat away passes is something that, um, you know, he is gifted with. But there's just some sort of, I don't know, just like a gut feel with a burst or something that he's got to be able to recover in situations where he's slightly trailing, kind of baits a quarterback to throw the football there, and then he can get get back and recover in time to where he is batting down passes. No, it, it's terrific. And like you said, we did see a bit of a down season from him last uh, last year. But I think part of that was how dysfunctional Jacksonville's locker room is. I mean, Tom Coughlin left that in, in such disarray. It was a bad shape, the Jaguars. Yes. The Jaguars don't want to be trading the, all these talented players. They're going to trade Yannick Ngakwe in a few weeks, uh, trading Jalen Ramsey earlier uh, this year. They don't want to be partying with this superstar uh, defensive homegrown talent. Uh, ha- they have to because these guys just simply don't want to play for him after the Tom Coughlin debacle. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Broncos are benefiting from, like like you said, a total steal of a trade. So, of course, look, the fourth-round pick goes to Jacksonville. 
and, and you could actually make an argument, I think, this this may actually be a decent deal for Jacksonville because, look, they're, they're looking to rebuild. They're looking to stockpile picks. The, it has been reported by several outlets that the Jacksonville Jaguars were actually probably going to cut Boye uh, before they found a deal to, to grab an asset from Denver. Denver picks up the salary. Obviously, that's a big deal, but they've got some money to spend, certainly, with uh, this season coming up. So, so look, uh, there's there's a lot to like, I think, with this deal. It feels like a buy-low, high-ceiling, uh, good-value-type move, which is a big deal and, and certainly uh, is, is something that uh, I think Bronco fans are excited about, so far at least on the surface. Now, should this be it for them when it comes to the cornerback room or could they be adding to the secondary, whether it be in free agency or the draft? We'll discuss that next. So again, welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. We asked the question prior, Zach, should they be doing something else to the cornerback room? Because I'm very adamant about this. I believe the A.J. Boye move is a great move so long as it's in connection with something else, whether it's drafting another corner, and and maybe that's a a draft pick that's used high in the draft, maybe even trading up for the name that you mentioned a little bit earlier, Jeff Okuda, although you're probably going to have to get into the top five for that, or maybe it's adding another free agent, uh, like maybe a Prince of Mukamara, or I, I think this probably takes them out of the Chris Harris Jr., Darius Slay, Byron Jones trio. But there are other names that are out there. Where, what do you see them doing moving forward for this secondary uh, for the Broncos? I think it really comes down to what the coaching staff thinks about Isaac Yadam. Uh, you, you know, because right now he is that third cornerback that, sure. you know, in most teams run a three wide receiver uh, set now and faced with those three wide receiver sets. You know, you'll have Callahan at slot, uh, Bouye on one outside and Yadam on the other. If the Broncos don't trust Yadam with that responsibility, they have to add someone else, whether it be a Mukamara or a player maybe mid. I wouldn't draft one high because the cornerback's not as pressing of a need right now. I feel like you can uh, survive this year with where that position is right now. Um, but, you know, maybe in the third or fourth round, a new guy for Vic Vangio to develop. Um, but, yeah, I think it really comes down to how do you feel about Yadam? If you feel the I don't same feel way good. you do. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. If if the decision was up to me. Uh, uh, You're looking me, another way. I, I'm looking another way. But I think, you know, Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel know Yadam better than anyone. And if they think, hey, this guy, we really saw progression from him down the stretch last year. Uh, which I didn't see, but maybe they saw it. Uh, we think he can hold up as our cornerback three. Um, then you know you're set there. But I think uh, uh, ideally drafting someone because you're already paying uh, a big contract to your cornerback one, who's now AJ Bouye. He's making 15 million. Uh, your slot corner Bryce Callahan's making seven million a season. Uh, Justin Simmons is about to be making 17 million ish a season, and Kareem Jackson's making what 10 ish million, 11, 12, somewhere in there million a season so that's four of your top five uh, uh secondary pieces m- making a uh, high paying yes, veteran it's, contract it's an expensive secondary making very expensive and so if you sign even a mukamara who's kind of that second tier free agent third tier free agent it's still going to be pricey which is why i think you look uh somewhere maybe later on day two of the draft with one of those i think they have three third round picks i think that's the ideal spot for cornerback um but yeah they they could go a lot of ways. There, there is certainly had a lot of flexibility. I think that maybe the most important thing that what AJ Boye does for this team is the idea that 
they at least walk away with somebody replacing Chris Harris Jr. So upgrading, I, I guess you could make an argument that it's an upgrade. But the point being is that your your CB1 is at least there. I don't know if I believe that uh, if they were to walk away from free agency and maybe the draft, even if they added somebody in the draft more towards the, the tail end on a day three pick, I, I don't know if it's an upgraded secondary as a whole. I, I, I still need to see Bryce Callahan actually on the field as, you know, uh, what we saw in Chicago. And until we see that, you know, I just I, I'm not buying that he just comes in and becomes the best slot cornerback that we saw in the past. You know, how can we're going off of somebody's, uh, you know, opinion, basically. He hasn't played in a year. So I would love to see them look at the idea of bolstering this cornerback room. Maybe it's another veteran. Maybe it is a Prince of Mukamara. Maybe it is somebody in the draft. And again, I'm not opposed to going way up into potentially that top five. Or maybe if, you know, all of a sudden we get towards draft day and, you know, there's these rumors that all of a sudden a wide receiver is going to get taken high. And maybe there's this run on wide receivers because people think, oh my God, they're going higher than we thought and we got to scoop them up. And maybe Akuda slips to five or six or seven. Who knows? I don't know. Probably not. But the point being is I'm not afraid to trade up for him if you think Jeff Akuda is a a franchise corner Patrick for the next Peterson. 10 years. Patrick yes. Peterson, which is what his comp is. Exactly. I mean, if you think you're getting Patrick Peterson who's going to lock down one side or Darrell Revis, which is honestly the the caliber of cornerback he is, um, you know, of course you have to factor in bust. Uh, I think the, the one concern there is positional value. Um, how valuable is a cornerback in today's NFL when even the best of them struggle against the top receivers with rule changes and sure. whatnot? You don't really have pure shutdown corners anymore, um, and good offensive uh, coordinators can scheme around your your best uh, playmaker on, on but defensive cornerback. But if you told me that you didn't have to worry about that position for the next five, ten years, CB1, isn't that very appealing? Okuda's maybe my favorite player in this class. I, I could, I'll sure. be happy if the Broncos trade up for him. That's what I was wanting him to do before this Bouye trade. I just think uh, now I would be stunned if they did it because now it's not the pressing need it was earlier. I, I do think, though, it's not crazy with because they still have an enormous amount of draft capital. And and you know what? The Chiefs are going to be looking for a corner, and I think we'll talk about that more later. Um, but let's say uh, you could jump in front of the Chiefs from 41 to, let's say, 31. Uh, the 49ers are expected to look to uh, trade back with the 31st pick. You could trade right out in front of the Chiefs and steal a Jeff Gladney or a Christian Fulton. Um, and, and give up maybe one of those two third-round picks. Could a Henderson another fall that far? No. Probably Henderson, not. Henderson, actually, a lot of people are connecting Henderson to the Jaguars at nine after making this deal, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think he makes it past the Jaguars at Really? 20. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. he's, I'm, I'm not a big Henderson believer, but he's most people's cornerback, too, and uh, he showed out athletically at the Combine. I yes. think you'll see... Uh, the the run defense thing is a concern, but uh, you know a lot of defensive coordinators aren't like Fangio, where they require their corners to come up and make those tackles. I think, yeah, I'd be surprised if he uh, 
uh, made it past 20 with the Jaguars. I'd be really surprised. And that double pick for the Jaguars definitely makes it easier for them to potentially maybe go offense early and then defense later. Who knows? They, they've they got a lot. I, I think you're going to see a lot of action from the Jaguars, obviously, with them looking to rebuild, potentially in the market for a quarterback. You could mm. still see them trade Nick Foles for assets now. I mean, I we're, think, we're talking about a team that could be very active in the draft. So. Oh, yeah. I think what mm-hmm. they're they're going to be moving all around the board. I think yes. they're, they're going with the, um, uh, the kind of Dolphins model where I think they're going to strip this thing down uh, all the way, trade off uh, any valuable pieces, and and start from scratch. I think they they're gonna give Minshew a year and and pro- try to tank uh, tank for Trevor. And we'll see how, of course, that uh, interacts with the Broncos, and you know potentially could be could they be picking players that uh, well the Broncos could be looking for. Of course, look for that in future podcasts as well as writing at MileHighSports.com. Of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap Fourteen. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N. I.E. Miller K. Radio on Twitter. And, of course, Zach. Zach, where can they follow you on Twitter and uh, get links for uh, all those What's on Draft articles? You can find me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-H underscore Seegers. That's S-E-G-A-R-S. Um, and, yeah, like I said, this week we're going to have, um, you know, uh, first, or I guess it's the second mock draft, but the first post-combine mock draft. And uh, also looking at uh, uh, why Broncos fans shouldn't be worried about Chris Harris potentially signing with an in-division rival. Mm, and let's go right there to our next topic, Chris Harris Jr. Let's start this way. I want to start on a good note. Um, first of all, clear ring of famer. Okay, I, I think it's a no-doubter. Hall of Famer, I don't think we're going to discuss that with Chris Harris Jr., but what are you going to remember most from Chris Harris Jr.? What's going to be your number one memory? What are you going to remember most? Because I'll tell you this, uh, as somebody who got the joy of covering him, if this is it, okay, the Denver Broncos are adamant that they're still looking at that idea. If there was a 30% chance before the Boye trade, it's 5% now. It's not very much. They're going to move on from him, and it's just not going to be in the cards I'm going to always remember Chris Harris Jr. as one of the good guys off the field, is somebody who was great in the community, tremendous with teammates, great in the locker room, a terrific player who went about his business, did it the right way, undrafted, a guy who works so hard to get to where he is. He's going to rightfully, deservingly get a a cash payout as this is really his last opportunity to do it uh, considering his age. And um, he's he's really one of the good Broncos that I'm going to remember for a long, long time. How about you? Absolutely. Just steady Eddie. I mean, came in and, and for close to a decade gave the Broncos a uh, a lockdown corner uh, for which, as we were saying earlier in regards to Jeff Akuta, is so rare in this league. Um, and like you said, you'd be willing to uh, uh, trade up high into the first round to secure that for the next decade. The Broncos found it uh, in the undrafted market. Yeah. And and just, again, the, the type of player Chris Harris Jr. was was incredibly special. But the kind of person he was with the media, uh, in the Denver community, um, a really uh, uh, He's a, a good person, guy. A person, He's a good guy. Yeah. Not only are the Broncos going to miss the player, but they're going to miss the person. Yes. Also. Yeah. You, you hope there's more CHJs in the world because uh, he really is a good dude, at least. And we will miss him, certainly. It was a joy to cover him, and particularly at some of his nonprofit charity events that uh, he's helped out at. Those were uh, particularly events that uh, really will stand out to me. Uh, but maybe more importantly, on the field, uh, this is, the, of course, the, the last piece of the no-fly zone. This is it. This is the the final piece that will be exiting in, in a historic defense that won them a championship. Because, look, let's be honest, the 
wasn't Peyton Manning's greatest year, uh, 2015, but it ended with a ring, and a big part of it was because of that secondary. And the hope, I think, it, for me, because and I, and I don't want to see Chris Harris Jr. go in the Ring of Fame as a separate individual, but I would like to see the no fly zone. Yeah. In 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 uh, quotation marks, up on that third deck with maybe the names underneath, just because that was a special four. We heck, we at magazine at uh, Miley Sports Magazine, we had a magazine cover with those guys, just because they were that special and they were a historic defense. And I hope they're remembered that way for uh, playing tremendous on the field. And and realistically, they I mean they don't win a championship. Without that, without that four, you could probably argue that, and uh, certainly they will be missed. Now, Chris Harris Jr. still got a lot of tread left on the tires, at least in his mind. Could he be going to a Kansas City? That's the name that that uh, this is the team that keeps being mentioned. However, I want to always, of course, mention just like much of everybody else is mentioning, KC ain't Daddy Warbucks. They got, they got no money, man. Well, that's, that's the thing. They've got no money, but uh, Chris Harris clearly wants to go there. You saw after the Bouye trade, like you said, maybe it dropped to 5%, the Broncos retain him. I think after his, his tweets, it might have dropped to 1%. He was saying goodbye to multiple people in the Denver media. And then also uh, going back and forth with Tyron Matthew, you saw Tyron Matthew tweet out, uh, always wanted to strap up with you. Could you imagine two of the uh, shortest holding court every Sunday? <laughs> And uh, Chris Harris quote tweeted that and said, tell your people to call my people, brother. It's on hashtag strap. Uh, And you also saw him get into it with uh, Matt Miller, one of the top uh, uh, draft media figures who's based out of Missouri. Uh, Matt Miller hit up Chris Harris and said, which barbecue spot are we hitting first at Chris Harris Jr.? And Chris Harris said, Oklahoma Joe's or Jack Stacks really can't lose, LOL. And of course, referencing places in Kansas City. Places in Kansas City. So uh, the thing there is, I understand why some Broncos fans don't want to see their ex-girlfriend get with the guy they really, the really hate. Guy. The yes. rival guy. The guy they yes. hate. Like, I, she's going to get back together with a guy, but I really hope it's not that one. Yes. I don't think it's the worst outcome for the Broncos. Hmm. Uh, I think it's actually a desirable outcome for the Broncos. Because you know what? You're going to have to compete with the Chiefs two times a year. And if they have to pay 12 $13 million a season for uh, Chris Harris Jr., that'll severely han- handicap them. Like you said, they don't have a lot of money this offseason. They've got $19 million. With that $19 million, they have to figure out how to hold on to Chris Jones, a starting a superstar defensive lineman, uh, Reggie Ragland, a starting linebacker, Demarcus Robinson, a young up-and-coming receiver, three starting offensive linemen, and three starting cornerbacks. So they'd be replacing pretty much – their entire starting secondary for last year out of their outside of their best. Oh, and by the way, some guy named Patrick Mahomes wants a new deal. He wants a new deal this offseason, if not next. And and Chris Harris Jr. is not just signing one year. He's signing two. So if they were to sign him next year when they're having to negotiate that Patrick Mahomes deal, they will be handicapped to some by some extent by this uh Chris Harris Jr. deal. It's gonna I, I would love if the Chiefs uh uh drafted or not drafted, signed Chris Harris because I think it's a lot scarier, uh, the idea of them drafting Jeff Gladney out of TCU, who looks like a rookie version of Chris Harris Jr. Uh, incredibly young, a little bit of a smaller guy. That's the red flag around him. But incredibly smart, super quick, and and super tough and physical for a guy his size. I'd actually love if the Broncos ended up with him. Uh, you know, it is kind of interesting because with this Denver team, you know, if they, if they were to see Chris Harris Jr. twice a year, you know, you know what you're moving on from. And I think it's the 
it's the fan favorite, the notoriety, the 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 fanfare and the the celebration around Chris Harris Jr. the name that maybe people would be disappointed with to see to look to see him in red. I to think see that's him it. waltz out doing the the no fly zone uh incomplete hand gesture while running out to a sea of red that's gonna pierce the heart that's gonna oh, pierce the heart it's gonna hurt and i'm but, not saying it won't hurt but it'll be better but i will say this uh i and and look anybody who listens to the podcast knows i have not been a huge chris harris jr fan on the field over the past year uh, i have seen major I wouldn't say major declines, but you you could see Father Time catching up, or or in, something in general is just off, and and maybe that has something to do with the defensive oh. changes or or how it's 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 been over the past couple of years. He just doesn't look like the same corner, and times? I'm not sure how he can uh, line up against a number one every single week anymore. How many times did he get torched this season? Yeah. And I don't mean beat. I mean torched, burnt piece of toast. Uh, the, the fire alarm's going off, burnt. Yes. I mean. It, he was a shell of his former self. He looked self. very vulnerable this year. I wouldn't pay. I think the only thing that could make it enticing to the Chiefs is if Chris Harris Jr. was willing to take a massive pay cut. And I mean six, seven million dollars a year because that's sure. what they can afford. And, and I think they have no interest in doing that. I mean, it, it just makes no sense to me. But I would love if they did it. I think it'd be a horrible uh, misstep. I think, you know, there are some guys that bounce back. I saw some people throwing out the Richard Sherman example of an older cornerback a lot of people think is done, signs with a division rival, and then has some great seasons. Richard Sherman is a, don't get me wrong, Chris Harris Jr. is a terrific cornerback, one of the best in the league. Richard Sherman's like a Hall of Fame, He's a hall generational of fame cornerback, yes. and the exception doesn't prove the rule. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he is such an outlier. You yeah, look at guys like Richard Sherman is, is on a different level. Exactly. It's a different level from Chris Harris Jr. Outside of Richard Sherman and maybe Darrell Revis, what other cornerback hits 30, shows uh, signs of a steep decline or a major decline, and then bounces back? There there aren't examples yeah. out there. They just aren't there. And, uh, you know, I'm also not scared. Would it suck seeing him do the incomplete uh, in mile high in pierce. a different color? It would, it would suck. It would suck. <laughs> but they've got a Chris Harris Jr. beater. I'm sorry, but this guy can't play outside anymore. He's stuck in the slot. And the Broncos have a massive, fast, freakish human being and no offense that can be flexed out into the slot. Yeah. If I, you have to play Chris Harris Jr. and he's stuck in the slot, I'd put Noah fan on him in an island and go have fun. Yeah. I brought this up on the radio show the other day that, uh, you know, Chris Harris, if, if Chris Harris were to sign with the chiefs and it was Cortland Sutton versus Chris Harris Jr. Don't you think Cortland wins that every time? Every time if they it wouldn't, was Noah they wouldn't fan versus Chris Harris Jr. Don't you think he wins that matchup every time? If it's, Heck, let's go into the draft. If it's Henry Ruggs versus Chris Harris oh, Jr., that would don't you think Chiefs. he wins that every time? Like Henry I, I Ruggs think, would blow by him. It, I, I think <laughs> the the idea that Chris Harris Jr. is this shutdown corner, and I'm gonna say the same for AJ Boye. I I don't think AJ Boye comes in as a shutdown corner, shuts down half the field. That's not no, who he is. No. This is a guy who I I don't even know if you want him trailing the number one wide receiver, but. He is a solid up. He's a solid upgrade. I'm gonna say upgrade because he's younger. He's a little bit cheaper. 
and he he is a solid player. He's a very good player. There's a and reason I'm, why he was an All-Pro two years ago. I'm higher on him than you are. You look at, uh, you know, I know Chris Harris Jr., uh, we saw him play worse uh, uh, in Fangio's system, but Fangio, historically, wherever he's gone as the defensive coordinator, he's made cornerbacks play better. His scheme yes. is very, very cornerback-friendly. You're taking A.J. Bouye, who was kind of in a controlled environment, a non-Fangio benefited scheme in Jacksonville, and you're going to, yeah, he had an okay season next year. I think he's going to play well above his head uh, in the Broncos scheme. You look at guys like Devontae Harris, who last year were um, serviceable backups, but couldn't even make the Bengals roster. The Bengals roster, the Bengals who are picking number one overall because they were the worst team in the NFL last year, and went, uh, we can't use this Devontae Harris guy. He's not good enough to make our final 53. Came in and was a decent starter for a few weeks for the Broncos yes. as an emergency backup. Fangio gets the best out of cornerback prospects, and I would not be surprised at all if A.J. Bouye returned to 2017 form in uh, orange and blue. We will see how it goes. Of course, we'll keep you up to date on the Broncos and coverage and news at MyLifeSports.com is where you can read up, of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast as well. Presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on Tap 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. Uh, Zach, one more time, where can they follow you before we get out of here? At Zach with a C-H underscore Seegers, S-E-G-A-R-S. And, uh, yeah, go there for all the what's on draft stuff, new mock draft, and uh, a deeper dive into that whole Chris Harris Jr. situation. I uh, spent a lot of time on that this morning. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio, on Twitter, where we are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Hopefully you check out uh, other versions of the podcast, archived versions of, uh, well, player interviews, profiles, discussions, strategy, whatever may be the case. And, of course, you can find this podcast, and hopefully, if you like it, give us five stars on the many different locations where you can find this with the man it's Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you may find this podcast, or of course at milehighsports.com. We are all done. Appreciate you tuning in to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14. It's of course a podcast with Mile High Sports and it found at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.